0: This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. What's up everybody? My name is Russell and what time is it? It is Hero Time in which I'll be bringing you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your hearing pleasure. Coming up this week the new Mortal Kombat trailer has finally been released in all its action-packed glory Marvel brought Jessica Jones and the Punisher back from the dead by getting its rights back from Netflix, Danny Elfman reunited with Sam Raimi for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness as composer, and Zack Snyder criticizes the international distribution for his version of Justice League. But first up in our top story, coming from the folks of GamesRadar, the new Mortal Kombat movie trailer has officially been released. The footage is notably violent, seeing the terrifying villain Sub-Zero tear off limbs as he hunts down Cole Young, a protagonist with a special birthmark who faded to fight in a special tournament called Mortal Kombat. Other characters to make appearances, including Scorpion, Sonya Blade and Raiden, while there are nods to some iconic fatalities such as Liu Kang turning into a fire dragon, and Kano's heart rip. Director Simon McCoy was not lying when teasing this would feature gore and be MA15 Plus rated. The Mortal Kombat trailer leaked online before being officially released, somewhat taking away from its impact. Also, before the trailer was released, GamesRadar spoke to Shang Tsung actor Chin Han about bringing the iconic villain to the big screen. He is the sorcerer, To be faithful to the source material. He consumes souls and is a shapeshifter, but he also has his appetite that makes him the force of nature," he told GamesRadar. There is a very dark humor to him, but benefiting the time, there is a degree of authenticity to the role. You will find that with all the characters, their motivations are believable. There are real stakes here. The 2021 Mortal Kombat movie will be released in theatres on April 15th. Up next, coming from IGN, Marvel has regained the live-action rights to Jessica Jones and the Punisher from Netflix. This means all the Marvel characters Netflix previously held the live-action rights to, including Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, has referred it to Marvel. As reported by comicbook.com, The multi-year deal between Marvel and Netflix has officially come to a close now that the last remaining Marvel heroes Netflix held the rights to are back with Marvel. The latter of which has recently spun up its own TV originals on Disney+, Plus, with shows like WandaVision and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Jessica Jones, which starred Christian Ritter as the titular hero, was a noir detective story centered around Jones' hard knock character solving street-level mysteries in New York City. The Punisher, starring John Bernthal, was a spin-off of Daredevil featuring the gun-toting vigilante. In 2013, Marvel and Netflix announced a deal that would create a mini-Marvel universe on Netflix based on The Defenders. This included the original shows starring Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Later, a Punisher spin-off was also created and released on Netflix as well as a team-up series for The Defenders. The deal effectively ended in 2019 when Netflix announced that it would be cancelling the remainder of its Marvel shows possibly in light of the news that Marvel was pursuing its own original television programming on the then-newly-announced Disney Plus streaming service. Netflix kept the rights to the Marvel characters for a two-year period after the cancellation of a show which meant characters like Daredevil reverted to Marvel in late 2020, and Jessica Jones and Punisher are now finally changing hands back to Marvel. What Marvel will do with these characters now that it has live-action rights to these characters remains to be seen. For example, reports suggest that Daredevil actor Charlie Cox has been spotted on set for the upcoming Spider-Man 3 starring Tom Holland. Spider-Man 3 is shaping up to be the bonanza of the multiverse shenanigans with Amazing Spider-Man 2's Electro, played by Jamie Foxx, set to return, and rumors of a possible return of the other non-MCU Spider-Man actors like Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Alfred Molina, who played Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. Up next, IGN reports that Danny Elfman has revealed that he will score the music for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, reuniting the composer with director Sam Raimi. The award-winning composer confirmed the news in an interview with Inverse and explained that he had just begun to work on the score for the Benedict Cumberbatch-starring superhero flick. Elfman didn't elaborate on what musical style he was aiming for with the movie, but stated that he had already produced some themes to help set the scene on set. I'm starting to do bits of pre-work for Doctor Strange 2 that Sam Raimi's directing, Elfman said. Even though I don't start it for some months, there are bits of recorded music that needs for the set. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness reunites Elfman with director Sam Raimi, who replaced previous incompetent, Scott Derrison, in the hot seat last April. The duo famously collaborated on two entries in Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy in the early 2000s, but Elfman has scored other Raimi flicks before and after, including 1995's Darkman, 1998's A Simple Plan, and Oz the Great and Powerful in 2013. Elfman replaced Michael Giacchino, who composed the score for the 2016 movie, and was signed on for the follow-up until recently. Filming on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness reportedly began in November 2020. Work on the sequel was initially supposed to start in May of last year but it became one of the many film productions that were postponed in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. The film's release has been pushed back three times due to the virus with the potential date of March 2022 penciled impending further disruption. Few details are known about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but we do know that it will directly tie to the events of Spider-Man 3 and WandaVision. Elizabeth Olsen's Wanda Maximoff will appear alongside Cumberbatch's Stephen Strange and Marvel Studio boss Kevin Feige has teased that the Multiverse will be a running theme through Phase 4 and beyond. In other news, Eternal star Kumali Najiani recently revealed how director Chloe Zhao picked the cast for the MCU's next cosmic movie. The final report of the day, reports coming from, you guessed it, IGN, states that Zack Snyder has discussed Warner Brothers' hazy plans for international distribution of this Justice League cut, calling the studio's rollout of the eagerly anticipated movie not amazing. Snyder spoke to the Snyder Cut BR YouTube channel about his upcoming four-hour superhero cut and the director expressed his disappointment at how Warner Brothers was handling the movie's launch outside of the US. For example, Justice League's UK trailer didn't reveal when the film would make its way to British shores, which is a far cry from the March 18 release date since in the US HBO Max trailer. When asked for his thoughts on Justice League's international rollout, Snyder expressed his dissatisfaction over when non-US audiences would be able to watch his original version for the DC flick there has been, you know, not amazing work done with the distribution of the movie. I don't know why that is. I honestly couldn't put my finger on it, Snyder did. However, state his belief that the usual practice regarding the international movie distribution might have impacted on Warner Brothers' decision over when to bring Justice League to international audiences. HBO Max won't launch in Latin America until June, while a European release is expected to come later in the year. I don't want to make it seem like there's some sort of conspiracy out there, he said. I think part of the problem is no one saw the movie coming. I think that the normal window or the normal way people in Hollywood distribute movies is they understand when the movie gets made that it's going to have to be distributed. Normally, they have like a two-year window to figure that all out. The problem is this happened six months and came to life. It caught everyone off guard. Snyder comments make him the latest director to pick holes in Warner Bros. distribution decisions with Christopher Nolan and Denis Villeneuve. Also, criticizing the studio over its choices to release its biggest movies in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously. And that's all the time for Hero Time this week. Thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of Hero Time. Join me again next week while I keep you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your absolute hearing pleasure and don't forget you can follow me on twitter at phoenix hero time for all the pop culture news i post every day of the week and if you want to catch up on today's episode listen to it again on phoenix radio podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify and wooska thanks again for listening my name is russell and for all the programs you love keep it right to phoenixradio.com.au have a good day and for one bye bye High-achieving Year 12 students who put the University of Southern Queensland first on their QTAC application could become rewarded. Automatic scholarships up to $29,000 are on offer. Make USQ your first choice and join the number one university in Australia for graduate starting salary. Visit usq.edu.au slash become rewarded for more details.